Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for your presence here this morning. We don't take it for granted. Father, thank you for your promise, your great and precious promises, that if we draw near to you, you draw near to us. Right now, I thank you for those that are drawing near, those that are drawing near out of desperation, needing a touch, needing something, because they've discovered nothing else on this planet can satisfy. Father, I thank you for those that are leaning in because of obedience, because you've said it's time to lean in. You're hearing Father's voice. And I thank you, Father, for those that have never stopped leaning in. They've learnt it. They know it. They live the life of a leaner. May we lean in more in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Shake hands with someone next to you. Greet them. So great to have you here this morning. Is everyone doing good? Hey, it's good to see you. Looking good. Up the back. Good to see you, boys. In the crash, how you doing? Over there, some over here, yes? Cool. Um, who was on the camp? Who helped out on the camp? Okay, look at these guys around here. Today is now, yeah. No, don't, don't applaud them. They want, they want their reward in heaven. Because a clap doesn't do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Ellie's just like, I can't even nod. I can't. <laughs> Sorry. Bethany, am I meant to nod? Um. <laughs> oh, naughtiness, go. Get out of here. Where did you come from? So today is Hugger Campers Day. So if you see a camper, give them a hug and say thank you for changing the lives of young people in our, church, in our city. And, and you've got to realise it, it's not just one person, is it, that these kids impact. They go home to foster homes or they go home to dysfunctional homes. And do you know what they carry with them? Something they've never carried before. Something they've never heard before. Their whole world has now changed. The law a first mention has been awoken in an area in their life that they've never had before. The first mention that there is a loving God and that there are people that exemplify that love of God. Hug a camper. <laughs> we went out there and it was so moving, like sitting in their J-zone, you know, listening. Like even the songs they sang before they ate – Thank you, God, for giving us food. You know, like, that changes lives. Because those, you know, I can still remember the most horrific jingles from ads when I was a kid. Like, they drilled into my psyche. 
like there was one Sunraysia trading. Anybody? Yes. That's proof that marketing works. They just said, three Scott Crescent. That's how the song finished. Can't remember the rest of it. But everyone knows that it's at three Scott Crescent. Not anymore. That's where James Print is. (laughs) Where was I going with that? Mm. Those guys are carrying a message with them. Everywhere they go, they're carrying a message with them now. Their world has been changed. Thank you, Father, for impacting them. Thank you for protecting that seed in their life, that no birds of the air are going to devour it, that none of it is going to shoot up quickly and because of shallow soil. No, good soil, good soil in each one of their lives. Hallelujah. And I really want to honour these guys. They just worked like it's going to take them a good, you know, six or eight months to get their butts back because they worked their butt off. Like, it was astounding. (laughs) The work they did, and some of them, like, Speedy Gonzalez was out there, and I was, I had, I had Chester down by the lake, and the kids were doing something, J-Zone, I think, and I said, Kylie, you go, you haven't seen J-Zone yet, and all of a sudden, bang, a door opens up, and I see Speedy out, and he's across the thing. But um, his camp buddy, Josh, said, that's it, I'm having a break. So Joel and Bethany, you know, like uh, out and running flat out. And I'm going, ooh, Speedy's off again. You know, like these guys just did so much. And some of them were saying they read their Bibles. Like Gavin was saying, he, he just read his Bible yeah, Zach was saying, read their Bible th- to the kids and the kids were then the next day quoting. Like, So what happened with the, why did Moses and the bush thingy, you know, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Hey, what do you call a fish with no eyes? Shh. Oh, Kylie just got it. Gavin's applauding that Kylie just got it. Hey, so, so what do cigarettes and guinea pigs have in common? They're both relatively harmless until you put them in your mouth and light them on fire. <laughs> I even got Tim to laugh on that one. Woo! Did not see that one coming. Hey, hey, this is our flow we're going to go. We're lighting guinea pigs on fire. I, Kylie bought me this for my birthday. It's possum and merino. Possum, yeah. <laughs> Boggles the mind, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> but it's rather warm. It's really warm. I'm, I just realised how hot it is. This is what we do in the car, hun. I need my jacket off. And while I'm driving the car, because who can stop? Um, <laughs> who's got time to stop? Especially when you're doing 110 kilometres an hour down the freeway. Grab my jacket and take it off me while I'm... This one's a bit tricky, you know, like... Yeah. But it's amazing how dexterous knees are. Don't encourage it. Carol knows where I'm going next. So, this year... Well, last year, 
God gave us a word, jubilee. Remember that? If, if you're new to the church, God gave us a word last year and for this year of jubilee. And I just thought, okay, see, now we've heard it so much that we're like, yeah, of course you said jubilee. <laughs> jubilee, yeah. But I didn't even know, none of us knew. Like, there was not much mention. We're, we're the furthest colony, I think, from, uh, from Great Britain. So we, maybe we're the last ones to hear about the Queen's Jubilee. But I hadn't heard about it last year. Stop it. So um, <laughs> it's too soon, Tim. <laughs> Tim just said, did you know she died? <laughs> He's trying to put me off. Hecklers from the front row in church. Is this comedy club? What is, what is this? <laughs> okay, so didn't know that it was Jubilee. Didn't know that it's actually Jubilee year. It is. This is a Jubilee year. Didn't know that. And, but there's something significant about it. It's not just because, oh, yeah, catchphrase for the year. No, no, no. God, there's always a deeper meaning. It's not just like, okay, we're in a jubilee year. A jubilee year actually lasted like you prepared for the jubilee year, which was the, that was the Sabbath. Then you had the jubilee year and then you couldn't actually, you're still in the second and a half year, you're still eating from what you harvested two years, two and a half years ago. Now, imagine at that point... After two and a half years of lockdown of not being able to harvest, do you think there would have been a few negative Nellies? It's not good, this, is it? This isn't the way it's meant to be. God wouldn't have done this. No, we're not going to make it. Oh, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. We're not going to have enough food. We're all going to die. The world's coming to an end. I, I saw a frog with something on it the other day. I reckon that means it's an omen. It's an omen. Where's my social media? I saw a frog with a thing on it. You know, like... Um, so the Queen... Did you know that the Queen, who watched The Crown? Do you, some of you, okay. In The, in the Crown, the, the King George VI actually, sixth? Is that right? I'm trying to do my Roman numerals really quickly in my head. Um, Chin, King, Chin George. <laughs> he said, when you receive the holy oil, it will change you. He said, when, when, you re, when you receive this anointing, it will change you. When you make this decision and you receive this anointing, it will change you. And history tells us that after the coronation of all the regalia she's in with the millions upon millions of dollars worth of jewellery that she now has sewn into her clothing, the, the gold weave, the, the, the crown, the scepter, the, the orb, everything that she's got. And she goes out the back, she disrobes and she's wearing a simple white just garment, dress, and she steps into a container and the priests gather around her and pray for her 
and pour. None of this little drop in the hand and we come along and just dab it on your forehead. Wonder if we went for anointing oil and we put the tarp out. They poured it over her. They poured it over her. In, in the 1960s, she met with Billy Graham because Billy Graham was at the height of his um, time then and he's, they still haven't matched the number of people that he filled the MCG with. No one has, not even Robbie Williams. And boy, let me tell you, he can entertain you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she met with Billy Graham and she said, I so hope... Jesus returns during my reign. And he said, Mom, why is that? She said, so I can throw my crown at his feet. How profound is that? We never knew that in the year of Jubilee, of the Queen's Jubilee, that we would see a change of monarchy. And it's not by chance. This, this has all been foreseen this is all, we've all been forewarned and forearmed of these things. But one thing about Jubilee is it's a year of proclamations. We're not going to make it. It's, n- it's not going to work. Where's my tea? Is that what they say? Lindy Garzen. So, doing a great job there. Love the way you worship God. Did I look thirsty? (laughs) Options. Here we go. Have I got a stirrer thingy? You can, yeah, like a large-ish one. And a blow-up elephant. (laughs) Purple. With green spots. No. Plaid. Where is she now? No. (laughs) Sorry, guys. So, a few weeks ago, God... Well, for for a while now, we've been doing worship nights. And, and, And to be honest, can I tell you, we're not doing worship nights because... Gee, what can we do on Thursday nights now? Oh, I've got nothing to do. Let's, let's do a worship night. No. Thank you. Lindy. And God's saying to us that we need to actually, um, my house will be a house of prayer. That means um, not natural communication. That means divine communication. And I'm enthroned in the praises of my people. That's not singing, you know, Justin Bieber songs, even though he probably writes some Christian lyrics in there. Um, But that's actually singing the praises of God. And that's not just singing songs. That's actually acknowledging the goodness of God's creation around you and, and acknowledging how wonderful and wondrous it is because when you start doing that, you forget about your problems. Really, you, you realise, do you know what? The, this genus of plant has been producing this flower since the beginning of time when God 
seeded the earth and it'll keep on doing it and my problems are only a blink. <clears throat> so I spoke about adding fire and add to your, you know, because of the great and precious promises of God, exercise your faith on those great and precious promises. Too many of us are trying to exercise our faith on the walking on water when we should be exercising our faith on your kingdom come. You know, we want, we want, the, we want the walking on water. Who doesn't? Come on. And to be honest, come on, I've done it. And it's fantastic. It is the best feeling in the world, especially when you corner with that boat and you can lift one foot up and wave to the crowd. Just don't let go of the rope. <laughs> Some of you are still like going, what? How did he do it? Yeah. Um, Kylie spoke last week about burning. Um, one of her statements were, uh, was about joy, the fruits of the Spirit were joy, which one of those aspects of the, the word, the Greek word joy is being furious. It's not all a nice, I'm joyful. Hey, I, I reckon, I, <laughs> it's funny, I watched some um, American football during the week and this, this little um, runner, I don't even know what they call him, he was like a hooker, but he was a, he he got the ball and he went around this guy, par, didn't palm him off, didn't touch him, and he got a few meters on him. Then the guy sacked him. Then like then the guy he gets up, hands him the ball and skips past him. Like this guy's huge. He's like you know like he's a linebacker. He just squashed this guy, but he's like no no I skip. I think men we need to skip more in our life. We're always to walk and no, no, I think we need to skip. There's something about skipping that's amazing. Some of you are just looking at me weird at the moment. But we need to stop. Jubilee was about stopping and appreciating the little things in life that you could be thankful for in God. And that's not like, oh, you've got to learn a lesson. It's always like, no, no, you've got to learn a lesson. No, no, no. This is part of life. And if you don't learn it, eh. Uh, Today I want to talk about receiving fire, and um, and when you read about in the old, in the New Testament, it, when they were baptized in, and it's not just a little fire, you know, like uh, in my head, because I've I've actually seen people light themselves on fire and they look like a big giant tongue of fire. It actually says tongues of fire came down and settled on each one of them. It doesn't mean on each one of them, a little, you know, like Zippo lighter flame coming out the top. Does that sound like our Holy Spirit of the living God? No, no, it says tongues separated and went on them. And I reckon they looked like just, they're all on fire. Like, that's amazing, just flames, like these big tongues. Of, can you picture it? Big tongues of fire. But then later on, they get threatened. You shut up, you guys, you Christians, you and talking about your Jesus. You stop it or we're going to do something nasty to you. So what do they do? They say, Lord, consider their threats and give us more boldness so they're filled with fire again. 
to be witnesses. We need the fire of God to be witnesses. I've lacked it so many times in my life and I've struggled with witnessing because I haven't had the fire of God in my life. I've had the weight of problems and the insecurity and the fear of man in my life. But we're given opportunities to fill up on God every day. This church gives us opportunities to, to pray together, to worship together, to celebrate together, to, to learn together, to meet with one another. Um, there was a book written, I heard about it this week, a book by Kaylee Chu. It's called A Hundred Lunches with Strangers. Subpoint, a simple way to step out of your comfort zone and transform your life. So I saw her on an interview and she had had a hundred lunches with strangers. Just put it out there and said, I'll pay for lunch, meet me somewhere. Okay, just not any crazies. But um, they had to reply to her. She'd pay for lunch. She'd meet them somewhere, you know, in a public place and they'd have lunch. And they would, uh, she would ask them questions about their life. And they'd ask her questions. And she would learn something. And then... So she did a hundred of these and she wrote a book on it. It was so profound in her life that she wrote a book on it. So they're interviewing her and they're saying, so you just had this lunch with people. Did everyone just let you pay? No, no, no. Most people said, no, let me get this. After going and meeting a total stranger. And they said, so, um, you know, how do you still keep in touch with them? Oh, yeah, I still keep in touch with them. And I'm up to about 400 now. So this poor person has made money out of the pattern of the first church. She is ripping off our cultural heritage. Elders past, present and emerging here. This is our cultural heritage here. Guys, we need to grab hold of what God is saying to us with how we communicate. I know it's hard. I know it's tough. I know it's, it's a step in the, out of your comfort zone because it's so much easier to hang around with people that you know or just say hello to people that you don't know that much. But guys, when we do, do you know what we do? <laughs> when we do, do you know what we do? <laughs> We connect the body together stronger. We understand one another stronger. So there's two ways that we can make tea. There's actually three ways, but I thought it would confuse you if we went with that. So there's, there's, um, there's the real way. Okay. So the real way is that you oh, no. <laughs> is that way. Then there's the way that I learned when I worked in the trade. And that's um you Jesus. Lindy, why why weren't these unraveled? <laughs> so in the trade, you get it and, and you give it the jingle and then you and you and you and you're doing this while you're talking and and 
you're looking at me like I'm the only one that ever does this. Come on, who else does this? And, and the cardinal sin is then people pour milk on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 let's, let's get it out. It's like Jerry Springer show now. Because um, when you put the milk in there, it actually seals around the leaf of the tea. The oils of the milk seal around the leaf of the tea. And the only thing that can get through is tannin. The flavors stop. God's goodness in that leaf that gave its life for your cup of tea. So that's about what we get. And then, and then what you do, I, I even gave that way too long. And then you, and then you do this. Oh, wait a minute, this way. Um, <laughs> never work with animals and children. <laughs> so, and then we call that a cup of tea. It's looking better than that one at the moment, isn't it? But do you know what that one has in it? It's got a hint of tannin. It's got, which is majority of what it's got, is just the tannin of it. So it looks like a cup of tea. It would sell as a cup of tea. You would say that is a cup of tea. I, I could taste it. That tastes like a really weak, weak cup of tea. But that's what we do in our lives. We come in and we go, oh, I need God nah, nah, nah. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, done the high five with the person next to me. I prayed, stomach us, stomach us, yes, Holy Spirit, fellowship of me, yes, go. And then we think, we think. And God says, those that wait on the Lord, those that wait on the Lord, it, it, it takes a decision. Really, when you're working with tea, it has to steep for five to ten minutes for the actual, for every, all the good. We can't, that's our life that's eaten up. But that's where all the benefits come through. That's where all the goodness is extracted. It doesn't just look like it. It it carries all the nourishment. Nourishment? Nutrition, <laughs> the nutrition, the antioxidants, the caffeine. Yes, it does. And, and all, the, all the good stuff is actually carried in that. And when we do a hundred lunches with strangers, we get to add some of that into them and get mix some of those around. And, and it doesn't water it down either. It makes it better. The first church met in homes and they included the Lord's Supper, and they, they did that on a daily basis. And we're encouraging this. Do you know why we're encouraging this? Because they did it in the early church. When, when God said, well, sorry, when Jesus, which was God, when Jesus said, go and make disciples, what did they do? Did they all rush off, pack their bags, and head off overseas? No, they all had meals with each other. Were they disobeying the great commandment, the commission here? Were they doing it wrong? No, the church flourished in this. It's a struggle to do this. It's a battle to do this because it's so easy to just go, it's just a meal. No, it's not. It's a soaking together. 
It's a transferring of truths one with the other. It's the growing in the flavor of our lives. It changes us. And you could say it's easy for them back then. They had so much time on their hands. (laughs) Have you ever made things from scratch? Have you ever made pasta from scratch? Yeah? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's the best pasta you'll ever eat. Have you ever made anything from scratch? Not pasta sauce. I'm talking, you know, the pasta as well. You know, like, have you made anything from scratch? You know, like, it takes a long time. Have you ever made anything with no meat in it, just primarily vegetables? You've got to think something up. You know, like, it takes hard, more work. It's a lot harder to do that. These guys had to work hard on what they did. They didn't have more time. <laughs> they probably thought they were time poor back then. <laughs> oh, we've been screaming that one for years. and it's, yeah. So a friend of um, ours, I was talking to Dad during the week, and he had this vision. He was asking God about the Word. Lord, your Word is so profound. You know, give me a vision of your Word. And he had this vision of these these mirrors, you know, when you have mirrors against each other, like they reflect and it gives you like an eternity. You can look on it and you can see it bending all the way around. And he saw that the word of God, each word had just a myriad of meanings after him. And you could go, but that, that doesn't, give me any you know solid foundation if you can just change the meaning of the word like that no no its application has a myriad uh, of 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 reasons to it so if we lean in and yield we can receive an apocalypse word, a revelation word, a lifting of the veil, and now word from God in any, yeah, any season. Well, I've had people, I was talking to Dad, I've had people that have come up to me and said, oh, in this message that you spoke, it was so good. And I go, yeah, I remember that message. And they go, when you said, and they'll go, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I never said that. Now, if you came up to me and said, what did you say in this message? I'll have no idea what I said, but I'll know when I didn't say something. You know, like, and people say, you said this. And I'm like, the first person that did it to me, I'm like, no, I didn't. And they, they told me, no, you said ABC. And I'm like, I never said ABC. I would never say ABC. That doesn't sound like me. So I start arguing with them that I never said that. And then the Holy Spirit said, shut up. And I'm like... Why? I'm winning the argument, you know. <laughs> but I, I realized that that's what they got out of it. And the revelation and the truth that they got out of it was profound. And it changed their life. And they attributed it to me. And I never said it. That's amazing. That's what the Word of God can do. That's what the Holy Spirit can do to each one of us. So I want to look at the first time when we see this thing happen and I've got no time left. Maybe you'll just leave it there. Is that enough? Okay. So Luke 
1, I didn't give you my scriptures. It's just Luke 1, 36 on in the Amplified. So um, this is the sixth month of Elizabeth's um, pregnancy. They have to state that in there because it was a miracle. She was old. <laughs> and the angel Gabriel gets a name. Gabriel turns up, um, sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. So it's really interesting. Can I, can I just do a segue here? Like, it's really interesting. When you look at um, Matthew and Luke, this is just my observations. You can look at this during the week. But Matthew has the introduction of Jesus' genealogy, and it includes women in there because that's done through Mary. And Luke's is actually done through David's. It, it's, it's really cool. But... Um, when they, they talk about it later on, it's actually swapped over. They, they're talking about from Mary's line, or David's line over here and Mary's line over that side. Um, yeah, just interesting stuff. Uh, so then, uh, where are we up to? Virgin's name was Mary. Um, and coming to her, the angel said, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. <laughs> I'm always amazed by this. It would have been longer than that. Okay? And, and in our heads they're going, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is with you. I don't know, what do you, what do you hear? The, Greetings, favoured one, the Lord is wi with you. Yep, got it all there. Like. She's in the room by herself. She's alone. This angel turns up. It would have, he would have been gentle. He would have been soft. He would have been, you know, not, not like other men in her life. He's on greetings. Shalom. You're favoured. You. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly perplexed at what he had said, and carefully considering what kind it kept, and carefully considered what kind of greeting this was. The angel said to her, "Do not be afraid, Mary." Told her a name, for you have found favor with God. Listen carefully. You will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and eminent and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. See, this is a funny thing. It's actually talking through David's line here now. Um, and his reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom shall know no end. Mary said, <laughs> I was going to get Bridie to do this line here. In my head, that was really funny. Bridie could do the voiceover. How will this be since I'm a virgin and have no intimacy with any man? <laughs> yeah, that was better, was it? <laughs> like, she could have actually been thinking, okay, how can this happen? I'm a virgin, you know, haven't even been around Joseph that much. Maybe she was thinking, is, that, is it going to happen through Joseph? 
and she's waiting for him to say, surely when you unite with Joseph, it, it will all be done. No. Then the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Now, now Gabriel, he didn't reply what's going to happen to you, but he, he said to Mary, what's going to happen through you? The Holy Spirit is going to come on you. That um, word is a pair chamahi. Nailed it. Uh, you wouldn't know either either way, would you? A pair chamahi means that word come upon you means there will be a, an a appearance, a revelation of himself over, upon, towards, and about. It means he will appear to you. He will appear around you and he will appear within you. All in one statement, that word encompassed everything. So the metaphor is it, that this influence will find a place of influence in your life. It will find a place that it can be established and be na- made known. That word come upon is the same word that they use when you s- say sleep came upon me. So, you, you know, when you snuggled up in bed, it's funny. Lisey says it's the only thing that you, would, you um, pretend to do before it actually happens. No one gets into bed and starts doing aerobics. If you do, then that's just weird. But if you do, you get in bed and you snuggle up and you pretend like you're sleeping and then it happens. You know, <laughs> but sleep comes upon you. Okay, it comes upon but you have to prepare for it. Unless you're driving on the road and those darn micro-sleeps or is it power naps? I don't know, but one of them kills you and one of them saves you. Do you know how long I've been waiting to tell that joke? I know. I've, I've got gold, baby. Um, <laughs> sleep comes upon you. Like when sickness comes upon you. Like when calamity comes upon you. When an enemy comes upon you. It just comes out of the blue but you've positioned yourself, you've put yourself there in some of those situations. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it's used in all all these things. So his response to how will this be is a pair (laughs) chomahi. But what's even more amazing is the question that she asked, and it would have been so much better, if I knew that in Greek. Um, which is the Greek word, but the, the real important, that's a statement. No one applauded or anything. You didn't know what I was doing. I just threw it in there. So don't think that I know how to speak Greek. I'm just a parrot. I just... And a bad one at that. <laughs> so the real the word in here is anna. At the end of the statement, for I am a virgin, I am anna. Anna comes from um, anach, which is anachapomai, which is anthropomorphic, or in Australian, anthropomorphic. So that word anach means I am anthropomorphic means I am human. 
I'm a member of the human race and by that I am female. And because I'm female and there are male, there are two genders and that's because to procreate in this human race we need both genders. And so then that means, um, you know, sex is part of, part of that. And getting back the, to point four, point one, I am a human. Point two, I'm a, in the, a member of the human race. Point three, I'm a female. And point four, I'm a good girl. She said this in one word. She said this in all of one word. I'm a good girl. And it wasn't like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> She's a good girl. No, it, there was this. We, we actually have um, brought shame on sex now. And it was, I've been talking to people about this. It's a hierarchical thing. We're, we've taken sex and we've put it into a low realm when it should actually be an esteemed realm. You know, it, it, it says marriage is to be held in honour by everyone. Now swear words are all sexual or they're all about God and they're all trying to put them all base level stuff in, in our life. Yeah, need to talk more on that stuff because it's you've got to look at why why do we combine sexual things and God things together? It's because it's trying to take the the, the basic element of things and uh, uh, that we still don't understand, and also the highest things, divine things in our life that we don't understand, and just smash them together and take their power and authority away when we should actually esteem these things in our life. I'm a human, I'm a, mem- I'm a good girl and I'm alone. <laughs> Are you talking to me? You've got to be talking to me. There's no one else here. You're talking to me. So, um, but what she was saying was so much more sacred than I'm just, I'm a human. It was a profound um, thing that the word ane encompasses in the meaning. I'm, I hope I'm not boring you. The word ane encompasses in the meaning a transaction like as in a merchant. Someone has something and someone needs something and there's a transaction that takes place in it. All in one word. But when you look at it from the sex point of view, I am just a virgin, there needs to be a transaction that takes place here. It's all through the pattern of heaven. It's all through there. And and she makes this statement, I am human, this can't happen, and then and, and she is stating the, the, the whole pattern of creation, the pattern of life. She's making a statement, but then he makes something back. She's making an earthly observation of life, how it is, how it's locked in. How can this be? And, and it was not... People say, oh, but she wasn't really querying. Yes, she was. She was like, she was carefully considering this and going... How's this going to happen, boy? Because like, what? And he says, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you. This word, I've already, you know, explained that. But it says, going to come on you. And it goes on. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you like a cloud. 
And for that reason, the holy, pure, sinless child shall be called the Son of God. Wow. If that wasn't enough to make you just go, what? She's got to absorb all this. I reckon he's saying it to her slowly. I go, wait, 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 back up a minute. What was that? What was that part? Then he says something really profound. And listen, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. Gabriel was given a testimony about something that had happened to some a close friend, a close relative, her cousin, who knew she knew could never get ma- never get um, pregnant. She couldn't get pregnant, but she's in the sixth month now. Even now, she's pregnant already. <laughs> and then he makes this incredible statement. For with God, nothing is or ever shall be impossible. <laughs> but what he's saying is, With a now word from God, nothing is impossible. When you get a now, and he's saying, this is the now word. Here's the now word. Um, In the NIV, it actually says, for no word from God will ever fail. And, And a a lot of people have grabbed that to mean that they've got a word from God and they're holding on to that. But it has to be a word from God. It has to be tested by the whole tenor of Scripture. You can't just grab one little bit out of Scripture and then try and make a stand on that. I remember my dad telling me this when I was really young and this guy was looking for, you know, God, show me, you know, what to do. And he he, he flicked open the Bible and it said, you know, and Judas went and hung himself. Flicked over the Bible and then, go and do likewise. It may not work out well, you know, like. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. Your, your um, cousin is pregnant now. And then he says, for nothing is ever or nothing is or ever shall be impossible. No word from God is ever. And then Mary, this is the point. This is the point that each one of us is at in our life. We can either step into and we, we can just, we can just do the little little bit, just enough to get a bit of bit of um, color. Look like it to the rest of people walking down the street. People go, "Hey, look at that fine long drink of cup of tea." This is going to sound so weird on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, I have, we've all learned lessons here this morning. Tea seems to settle down the bottom, doesn't it? It's like, or is it just because it's darker back there 
and the light. Why is this so? Professor Sumner Miller. Millennials have no idea what we're talking about. Okay, this is how some people have a cup of tea. And it sort of resembles tea, has no lingering effect. But the thing is, there's no tea much residue left in my body. So its influence is going to be very minimal. Have you ever wondered why God said, um, why it's, it's mentioned he's given us one spirit to drink? Because the, the senses are to drink, you drank, you are drunk or have drunk. People say, I've, I've never been drunk in my life. If you've drunk water, you've been drunk. Because that water has absorbed into your body. It has assimilated in. It has become part of you. It is now impacting your body. You would say, no, it just hydrated me. Yes, you went from dehydrated, oh, I need a drink too. I feel so fantastic, I could run around this oval again. It has impacted you and affected you. That's why we need to be continually drinking of the Spirit so that out of us will flow rivers of living water. Mm. Mm. It's got a 2022 bouquet. See, now that tastes like tea. And not only that, there's all these antioxidants there's there's all these benefits in there there's more stuff in there than we still don't know do you know that a weed's only a weed until we find out what its purpose is i am so hydrated <laughs> for nothing is ever impossible nothing then mary said Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left. In the NIV it says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. So what it was saying there, for no word from God will ever fail. And then she says, may your word to me be fulfilled. It's about the word. You're going to receive words being in church. That's why we encourage you, lean in. Lean in. Because if you're hungry, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, make sure when you're leaning in, don't fall asleep. Lean in to get a word from God. Lean in and say, today's the day, God. You're going to give, an air. You're going to give a response. You're going to speak a word, something. Stephen's going to be funnier than ever this week. It's... And just look through this rugged, masculine, beautiful exterior to see the, just this, this heart to be a pure stream. Isn't that what we're all meant to be? A pure stream? No word from God. May your word to me be fulfilled. From God to me can't lose. Nothing's impossible. 
a word from God to me, nothing's impossible. That's why Kylie said, get a scripture, apply it to your life. I've got a stack of them. I haven't got just one favorite scripture. I've got myriads of them because I have so many different issues in my life and, and areas that I have. Oh, yeah, oh, that one, that one, I use that one on, and this one, and this one. And it, it's to remind me what God's ways are. If you're able to stand, can you just stand with me? If you need a cup of tea, lukewarm, plenty out here. Go for the surprise one. Ah. From God to me, can't lose. Father, I just thank you right now for your presence. I thank you, Father, for the words that you're speaking. Lord, I thank you for the words that you're speaking to each one of the kids from the Southern Cross Kids Camp. Father, as they sleep, give them dreams and visions. Father, I thank you for the prophecies that are going to start speaking. I thank you that you've poured out your Spirit on each one of them. Father, I thank you for their, their baptism in the Spirit and their journey with Jesus. Father, surround them with your angels. Minister to each one of them. Oh, protect them, Father, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Where there has been abuse, may it cease right now. Where, where there's been neglect, may it cease right now. Oh, Father, thank you for a change, turnaround in each one of their lives. Father, I thank you for the proclamation. The word of the Lord is near you. It's in your mouth. I thank you right now for, Lord, the words from you, the words to us, and then the word in our mouth coming out. Year of proclamation, year of jubilee. Father, we get to proclaim things into being. We get to proclaim health in our bodies. We get to proclaim joy, furious joy in our life. We get to proclaim um provision where there's lack oh in Jesus name I thank you Lord for awakening that word awakening and all we need to do is receive that fire receive that fire yes I'm your servant may your word be done in me father may that fire come alive in me again may it be awoken in me again father fill your servants with boldness Amen. Come on. Amen. Yes, I want to agree with that. Amen. 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 Father, your kingdom come, your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. It's really cool. You, you see patterns in the Bible right through the, the Old Testament. It's all pointing to Jesus. It's all prophesying about Jesus. But there's just so many patterns and you see them over and over again. I want to encourage you, get excited about your Bible. It's not just, uh, that's just my Bible. No, no, that's my Bible. You know, like, there's a difference. They're not just mere words. It's your life. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.